Yeah. I feel like people don't. People don't wanna rep their city, man. Red city. I rep my city. Portland 503, I need to stand up right now. OG, wanna see with G? We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. Blazer. And we're back. After a brief hiatus, your favorite Blazer podcast returns. Thanks for tuning in to the Blazer Gang Podcast. We're here at Henry V Events in North Portland on this very gloomy Sunday, June 23rd morning. Actually, it's the afternoon now, technically. I'm your host, as always. Joining me at the table, we have our resident MC, Northern Lights. Oh, the Northern Lights. I had to bring it out. We're talking rap today. <laughs> right? We are, man. We'll, we'll get into that, man. AKA Chris Ailey Alex. What's going Chris, on? Chris, your expertise is going to come in handy today. For sure, man. <laughs> you know, we, we're going to examine some bars, you know, from Dame Dollar and Marvin Bagley. What What's his rap rap name? Uh, MB3. 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 Yeah. yeah. It was all right. CP3. It was all right, man. Yeah. CP3, yeah. too. I don't know. Yeah. For sure. Alongside Chris, we also have Mr. Wanger Banger 300, a.k.a. Wang. What's going on? What's going on? Where's the Henny at, man? There's no Henny today, man. <laughs> got a soccer game. Oh, yeah. I, got a, I got a soccer game a couple hours. Got to keep that in check. All right. But. Gentlemen, we got some interesting topics to get into today. We'll be talking about last week's NBA draft, which Portland came away with a potential steal in Nazir Little. We're also going to get into NBA free agency and what we'd like to see Portland do to stay competitive. And, of course, you know we have to talk about the NBA rap beef brewing between Dame Dollar and Marvin Bagley the third. So let's uh, let's start by just jumping right into draft night. Chris, I know you a UNC guy. Oh, you right? No, Wayne, what's good, man? I know you a Dookie. Crickets. We, uh, we got the Tar Heels, you know, back in back in the squad, man. You yeah. Know? How how do you feel about Little Man? You know, I'm not gonna lie. I um, my initial. <laughs> judgment was oh god another unc guy we're gonna have to pick up and figure out but you know he's a steal it's 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 you know it's been said and done people have realized you know top 10 pick mcdonald's yeah. all-american mm -hmm. mvp jordan brand classics mvp mm -hmm. dude was getting mvps uh, against you know and he was playing against zeon rj barrett and all those other top 10 picks and he's 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 proven what he can do yeah. you know so i do think this was i mean this was the pick we needed to get especially since he was still there at the 25th it was a need um, and it was arguably best player available at the time right so it's sure. like that's the best of both worlds uh but chris i know you're a unc fan what's your take on him because you might have a little more in depth on i him. mean you know i like him you know i like his energy like mm -hmm. he's a dog like i think that's one thing that the blazers need that energy, that dog, that tough guy, you know, mm -hmm. to come on the floor and scrap. And I think that he he brings that um, now to the Blazers. I mean, you saw that at UNC. Um, I know he was coming off the bench, you know, so his role was kind of, you know. Um, they had like 18 minutes a game or 20 minutes a game, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but, right? you know, when you're – when North Carolina's feature, you know, Kobe White, um, Cam, you know, Cam it's like you kind of take a back seat to those guys. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I like Little. Um, like I said, he's a good energy guy. Yeah, I think it was just with UNC, it was just a case of like he never quite found the the right role. Mm -hmm. You know, like they were featuring other guys. And I mean, the guy can ball. Yeah. You put it like like Wang said, MVPs and in all, in all this, you know, the AAU stuff. 
uh, he can he can score. You put him on the floor with players, and he can go get a bucket. Mm-hmm. I think it was just maybe the system fit wasn't right, or whatever the case is in North Carolina. But I think he could be a really good system guy here. Oh yeah, because he can play. He can be a, an undersized, you know, three or an oversized two. Mm-hmm. He can play D. He's athletic because he was six seven, a, a seven two wingspan, you know? like. In the clips and throughout the year, you know, you see him going to the lane and he's he's dunking on he's people's head, putting back, getting put backs. So like, I think he'll he'll be a good fit for us. Yeah, the one the one knock you know that I can see is you know his three point shooting was not good in North Carolina, right? Twenty six point nine, but I've seen videos of him working out, you know, knocking down shots. So mm. and his and his form is good. He doesn't know, he's not out here with like Alonzo Ball form, right, or something like that. Like he's got good form. So I think as a nineteen year old guy. That's something you can develop over the next For couple sure. of years to bring yeah. that up to, you know, 35 to 40. Right. And I mean, here's like two key things about him. One, his body is ready for the NBA. You oh, yeah, see, for sure. I mean, oh, yeah. No see question. that picture with him and Zion and, you know, Zion's a, a, a beast on in the picture with mm. them. And they were definitely already matched up um, size for size. The second thing is. Uh, you know, I was watching a lot of clips, especially since UNC and Duke play at least twice a year. Um, <laughs> more than that sometimes but um his i guess i would say his lack of awareness sometimes can be um what kind of the reason why roy williams didn't play him as much and um sometimes when he shoots he just chucks it up and doesn't like see what's on the spacing on the floor Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so i think that's the reason why he was getting that 17 minutes per game but on the upside is um in the nba you're gonna have these coaches that will be able to you know educate him and kind of show him the awareness and the feel for the game. Really train him and yeah. like groom him mm. into his role. Exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Then that's probably why he did fall all the way up to that 25th pick and how we picked him up. I mean, I'll be honest, like going into the draft night, I didn't know anything about him because I didn't research him. I thought he would right. be gone by he, the 15th he, he, at least. Yeah, he wasn't on our radar. Yeah. You know. So but, once we got him, I was like, I didn't know how to feel. <laughs> As I time good. went on, I felt better and better. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, he's got a few things that need to be worked, and that's probably why he dropped. But right. it's nothing that yeah. can't be done. Right. I and mean, you see it all the time, players that don't have a great shot, and they improve it improve it steadily over the years. Mm-hmm. And here's something that's interesting, too. Um, I saw this clip um, where an NBA draft scout was um, comparing Nazir's Little's physical tools to mm-hmm. just, you know, an NBA player right now. And it's actually Jalen Brown from Boston. Um, both their I heights, see that. Mm-hmm. Both their heights are six six. Their weights are two twenty four and two twenty three. And I mean, Nasir Little's got a two inch longer um, wingspan than mm. Jalen Brown. So, so no, I, he he definitely has an NBA body. So that's so. a good that's a good comparison for your listeners if you're trying to get a picture for you know not not necessarily stats wise but physicality wise mm-hmm. what he looks like. Imagine Jalen Brown with a little bit longer arms. And and right. both of them were hyped up in high school with. The Jordan yep. Brand Classic and McDonald's All Americans. So yeah, they both they're both athletic. Like that's I like that comparison actually. Because I, mm-hmm. I hate when we compare players to some guy who's going to be Hall of Fame or right. some guy who has five All Stars. Right. Like, compare him to somebody who's been in the league two or three years. Exactly. You get a much better idea, and you don't set those false standards. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, but other things on draft night, uh, you know, the Blazers also picked up uh, Jalen Horde from uh, what is, Wake Forest. Uh, they got him on a two-way contract. He didn't, uh, so we'll see what comes from that. But, you know, I think the Blazers are looking for those guys that could potentially sneak in the roster in those positions of need because he's a power forward, uh, small forward, power forward. So 
uh, with that, with Nazir Little as a, as a small forward shooting guard. Another guy that uh, might be on the radar. Uh, he just got signed to the Summer League team. Uh, hopefully we, we can get in connect. We might have something for you listeners next week with that. But uh, Mike Dom from uh, what is it, South Dakota State. South Dakota, yeah. The Jackrabbits. I mean, that guy, 25 points per game this last year. 6'9", small forward. Uh, I think they're really trying to find a couple of these guys and they're and and see if they can steal that 14th or 15th spot, especially since we might have a few roster spots with limited cap space to fill. Right. Why not take a chance? And right, you know? and I and I like the way that we're um, picking up these a lot, not just a couple guys, but mm-hmm. a lot of these um, three and four position guys, especially you know to help with the competition level. Mm-hmm. You know you got to compete to earn your spot, right? And so this kind of just um, puts you know, Aminu and Harkless and these other guys in a position where they're like, oh man, we got to, you know, granted they don't get traded or anything. We got to step it up. We yep. got to figure out how we can, you know, be a better role player too. So. Yeah. It's, it, it could light a fire under their ass, you know, yeah. like it lets them know that they're on the chopping block if they don't really focus and contribute. Uh, other surprises on draft night, Bull Bull falling all the way down to 44. Mm-hmm. He's going to Denver now. Yeah, man. I think, um, you know, some of us in the chat talking mm-hmm. about we wanted to get ball. But I'm like, man, those those foot issues, man. It's, Big men always have foot issues. Yeah. Like, granted, he's tall as hell. And, you know, he has a good skill set. Like, he can mm-hmm. put the ball on the ground. He can shoot a three. But, you know, big men in Portland when we draft him, right. man. He, he did have to wait a minute to get drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I see your way. I see it. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, something must have been really bad with his medical records. If he fell from, uh, you know, potent- uh, at the beginning of his college career being a top five to them being a 15 a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. to them being a late first round to them being the 44th pick. Some- they must have seen something that they did not like. Well, I'll say that yeah. damn Spider-Man Man, that, that probably knocked him down a couple yeah. spots too. I'm sorry, but that, they purposely didn't draft him in the yeah. first round because they didn't want him walking on stage on right. TV. Man, I, I saw that. I was like, man, come on, man. Somebody should have told him, don't put that on. Yeah, that was not the best. I mean, he's seven two. Maybe that's the only suit he could find that fit. That's <laughs> true. Can't do the spider web. But yeah, I mean, like another another big man that was a snub was definitely John Tay Porter. He was mm-hmm. a top five oh, yeah. projected pick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his family, his whole family's got that injury issue going on, especially with them knees. So that was one of them. Um, I mean, I was hoping personally that we got Matisse Thibault, but he didn't, he didn't slip, right. didn't slip all the way. And he's from my alma, alma mater. So I was hoping we would get him. Bias. <laughs> I mean, I was, dude, I, the, the dude can ball, he, especially on the defensive end. And he, he's, he's got a nice stroke. On yeah. The three point. I do like his yeah. defense. I will say. But, but I did tweet bowl, bowl. Um, before our pick, hoping hoping that we would get Bowl Bowl, but you know we got little, and I'm, I'm fine with that too. Too so, mm-hmm. the Pelicans, you know, obviously they got Zion Williamson, and they had the number four, mm-hmm. which they then flipped for three more, which picks. was crazy. So they had they had three first round picks this year. Mm-hmm. They got Zion, they got Jackson Hayes out of Texas, and they got Nikhil Alexander Walker from Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Add that in with what they, you know, what they already got. Lonzo and Hart and Ingram and, Ingram. and Holiday. Yo, it's a nice yo, young core. Just David Griffin, man. Like they, he's a freaking genius. You know, just to do that in what? How long has he been the GM? What? I mean, two three months. 
Yeah, and, and you, you see flipped, what he did in he Cleveland. He turned that around. Like that's crazy, man. Yeah, you watch what he did in Cleveland, and then he got he got pushed out of town there for whatever reason. Yeah, Dan, only Dan Gilbert knows apparently. Right. Uh, and then he goes to New Orleans, a team that's like they're the one, the best player in their history, maybe mm -hmm. uh, arguably. Yeah, uh, wants to leave town and makes it publicly known, which does not make it easy for trades for sure. Because uh, then you know you, he's going to leave anyway, and he still was able to get that haul and flip that team. You know, I'm not saying that they're going to be instant, instant, you know, playoff team or anything next year, but but they're going to be fun though. They're yeah. going to be fun, and it'll it'll definitely be interesting to watch, especially as they're all young guys. So they we'll got see a if shot if if they catch lightning in a bottle, they can they could squeeze in the playoffs potentially. But the main thing is they're set up for the future. No, for three sure. years from the three years down the road, like they've got a good core they can build on. Mm -hmm. All right, but moving on from the draft, you know, it is what it is. Most of these things are questions up in the air. Uh, but what's not a question is who won this rap beef between <laughs> Dame Dalla, our own Dame Dalla, and uh, some guy named Marvin from Sacramento. Marvin. Hey, he, he did go to Duke, though. <laughs> hey, there you so. go. Shout out your Dukies. <laughs> yeah. Shout out your Dukies. So if if listeners, if you don't know, you need to know. Go on, go on uh, YouTube or go SoundCloud. on Dame SoundCloud. SoundCloud yeah. is everywhere. You got to yeah. find this. All right. Uh, so. It all started, right? It started with Marvin Bagley on first take, correct? Yeah. They asked him who's the best NBA rapper, and, and he said, me, no question. Like, something like that, paraphrasing. He said he's the best rapper in the NBA. Somebody tweeted at Dame, and Dame was like, come on, man. Like, you forgot about me? And, right. then, and then next thing you know, Marvin releases his uh, quote-unquote diss track. Um, <laughs> and it didn't go over very well in my mind. But, Chris, you're the music talent. I mean, what do you think? It was cool. I liked the beat. It did sound like, you know, he was trying to catch it at times. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he was talking his talk, but he he didn't he didn't he didn't come hard enough. And then Dame came out with the <laughs> oh with the God. Marvin <laughs> and he went at him. You know, so I, I I'll give a shout out to him, you know, just trying to put that out there, taking a shot at Dame, you know. Mm -hmm. But then he came back with Checkmate. Marvin yeah. did. I did like Checkmate. Checkmate was pretty, pretty Checkmate nice. had punchlines, man. And I think uh, Dame, after that, I think that took away that L that he got in the first round. Mm -hmm. And it made things, you know, more spicy a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it definitely helped even it out. Because after Dame, when Dame released his first Marvin track, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that's cool. Next thing I know, he released a second track with the back-to-back -back beat from Drake. Yeah. You know? And, and so it's just like, oh, man. You just... You not only did you kill this man, but you just dug his grave too. Right. So Marvin had to do something, and he came back strong. I'll give it to him. He did. He did with the checkmate. Like he made up for it, but Dame did win. You know, he did win the rap battle beef or whatever. You know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I definitely thought Marvin uh, covered his ground a lot, mm -hmm. especially with the checkmate. Uh, I, I mean, I, I really loved his. Uh, I think one of the lyrics was like. Adidas did send some Danes, but they thought they was whack. As I, as soon as I opened the box, I sent them shits right back. I had to hop over to Puma. Now my pockets is fat. Responding to Dame's whole Adidas. But how big are his pockets with Puma, though? Hey, but even <laughs> then, though, you know, it's yeah, that, nice. yeah it, it was a nice bar, though. Like, he he really did flip that. So The one the one that I really liked from from Marvin, uh, from, from Dame's track, Marvin, because mm -hmm. uh, he was talking about money, you know, get your weight up and all right. that stuff. And he's like... Your mouth done. Your mouth done wrote a check that overdrew your checking, and he's just like, "Hey, I mean, you, 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 you a good little little guy, <laughs> right, right, you know, right? You rookie in the 
in the, in the league, you know, you had a decent season. You could, you could, you could lay some tracks, but you got to realize you're coming at, you're coming at a, you know, at a veteran. Exactly. A guy with some, some big pockets. What do you yeah. say? A couple of hundred million, million in it's or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like Dan was talking big money stuff, you know, right. on, on, on his track. But, um, no, it, it was entertaining. That weekend was entertaining, you know. Very ambitious of uh, Marvin Bagley. And I saw, you know, after after all that went down, this kind of I was kind of disappointed because I wanted to see another track by Dame. But after all, right. after all that went down, I saw on Twitter Marvin Bagley reached out to Dame and was, and was just like, you know, it's all love, G. Yeah, it was respect. Fun. You know, all rap sparring. But I really wanted to see another track. <laughs> hey, they might. They might. I know Dame, what, he has an album coming he's out. I got an album yeah. coming out. He's. I think he announced that he's, he's going to get be, a Bagley feature. Yeah. Who yeah, knows? You never know. Because Dame has features on his yeah. albums. Yeah. He, he said he's going to be with more A-list features on his new one. Okay. Um, you know, some previous A-list fe- features he had was Wheezy and uh, Two Chains. Two Chains. So, so this should be, it should be interesting. Yeah. This new album is going to be sick. Hey, yo, dang, man, I'm trying to get on, man. Let, let me spit a 16 for you, man. <laughs> Them Northern Lights. Oh, man. <laughs> but it was this, what I kind of thought about this a little bit, though, because sometimes in the offseason, guys will put stuff out on the internet to get that exposure, to get their name out there, because there's no, no such thing as bad press, right? Yeah, for sure. So, how much of this was an official beef? How much of it was maybe just trying to get drum up some excitement? For Marvin Bagley, I mean, Lillard doesn't need it as much, you know, but how much from Bagley was him trying to get his name out there, get in the headlines? Because this took over draft day. Oh, yeah. I mean, this for dropped sure. on draft day. Yeah. And I was more into this than I was in the actual draft. I had, yeah. to, I had to remind myself, like, oh, the Blazers picking two more. The Blazers <laughs> right. got to pick in four minutes. I got to get back over there. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of wonder about that. Now, um, I think Marvin sees, you know, the, the lane that Dame has created, mm-hmm. you know, for himself. In the music industry, yeah. and I think you know Marvin wants to you know cash in on that, mm-hmm. and so he was like, "Hey man, let me get in this game too." So yeah, I versify. think you know, yeah, and um, you know, Dame, Dame did a little friendly rap battle with him, and I think that just exposed you know Marvin more to more listeners. So mm-hmm. you know, I thought it was kind of organic. I, all of them, all, granted, they did um, you know like produce those songs pretty quickly and send them to social yeah. media. Oh yeah, um, but. Good quality. Yeah, yeah, they were good, really good quality. It was not recorded on an iPhone. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. yeah. I'm sure Dame got a studio at oh, his house, yeah, you know. for sure. Or wherever he was at, he got something yeah. cooked up, you but know. They, so. I mean, they had those things loaded. Oh, yeah. But when you're saying, like, pub- publicity stint, I mean, do you think that they were they told first take and, like, Max Kellerman just set it all up? Nah, I don't think it went I that deep. That's, I don't think it went that deep. Yeah. You never so. know, though. Before we, before, we, uh, before we jump into free agency, I got to know who... One. What's what's your take? We talked about it a lot. I'm going. Dame had two good tracks. Marvin had one. Granted, Marvin's was the last one, so he had the last laugh kind of. But I'm taking two over one. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Dame won. You know, just for overall. But that check made by Marvin though mm-hmm. did make up some ground. It did definitely did. You know. What about you, Wayne? What do you think, Wayne? Yeah, I'm definitely going with Dame. His flow was a lot smoother than Bagley's. You know, Bagley had had them nice lines, but Dame's flow overall and the way he projected everything was he had more of a story compared to Bagley's. Yeah. yeah. So. I like the way Dame came at it as just like, I'm the king. 
Right. Like you coming at me. Right. Like I'm not lowering myself to you. But like I do this for, you know, I do this. Yeah. You know? Like let sleeping dogs lay sometimes, Marvin. That's all I'm saying. All right. And I feel like Dave <laughs> did hold back a little bit too. I feel like he could have gone even a little more. But I mean, he didn't want to just eviscerate the dude. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> but uh let, let's move on though. Free agency. Mm-hmm. All right. We've we've talked about this. I'm sure all you listeners have have, have your own thoughts. Cause there's a lot up in the air this year. You know, we got from Cantor, Hood, Curry, Layman, Aminu, possibly all those guys could be gone. Most likely, if we keep any of them, we're going to keep two of them, maybe two out of the five, right? Mm-hmm. Best estimates, you know, unless something major happens, maybe three of the five. So the way this team is structured from last year is going to be completely different. Not completely, but the core is the same. There's going to be some new faces. Yeah. We'll just say that. And it makes it interesting with Nurt going down, you know, what are we going to do about the center position? Are we going to stand pat with Myers and bring in another backup? Is Scal going to play more? You know, there's a lot of questions that just make it more difficult because we already already knew we needed to upgrade the wing and the power forward. Right. But now we have to worry we need a half season of a center, whether that's a starter or a backup. So there's a lot of questions up in the air. And I'll just say this. Out of those five guys – who uh, could be gone? Who do you think stays? Not necessarily who you want, but who do you think that Chris? stays? Um, I think Layman stays for sure. Yeah, he's got the he's a restricted free agent, so he'd be the easiest one, right? Because we can retain his rights. Exactly. No um, Layman and I want to say Hood. Yeah, I think Hood. I think um, you know he 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 was a good fit for us. I think he. Well, I hope he thinks he's found a home, you know, here in Portland. I mean, the way he talked about it, I mean, you got to say some of these things, but he seemed like he was very comfortable here mm-hmm. after like the first week or two on yeah. the court and off the court. He seemed like he was very comfortable. And that's and that's where I think, you know, it was a good fit. Um, and plus, he, he he had a couple of games in the playoffs, you know. Oh, yeah. he, he, won a, he won a game for us. A yeah, game that, or two, you know. Was it, was it the Denver game when he hit that, that late three in like the fourth overtime? Mm-hmm. Like, whew. Without so, that, you know, we might lose that game. We might lose that series. Exactly. So I, I would like to see Hood come back, um, and I think that's who we would keep. You know, what about you, Wayne? So you you think only Hood's gonna stay? I say Hood and Layman. Hood and Layman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Curry is gonna go to the Lakers. Um, mm-hmm. I think Cantor will find uh, another role with another team, especially with that mid level exception. Yeah, he'll be getting uh, paid somewhere. Mm-hmm. Amino, we don't need him anymore. Uh, Just like that, you're just gonna cut out Amino. We don't need him anymore. Whole blooded. We'll, man. We'll, we'll figure something out. Man, uh, Amino, I love you, dog. <laughs> I mean, you cut him too. I mean, <laughs> you yeah, just didn't but, say anything. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I hope we can maintain Hood, um, especially since what we only have room for one. Is it one mid-level exception? Yeah, we got five point six. So he's five point three something in there. So he's gonna be. The mid level mid level exception that we're gonna keep, um, and then Layman, his contract is up too, right? So he's he's how much do you think we're gonna be offering him next year? Well, it depends because mm. like he's at one point five mil. This the qualifying year. qualifying offer is low, and if nobody wants to pick him up, and no one offers him, mm-hmm. then we keep him for for that you know for another season, right? But if somebody comes in and you know like AKA Brooklyn. <laughs> Or AKA Minnesota, right? And comes in and says, "Hey, Layman, we'll give you ten million. Like, you gotta let him walk. I think. 
I can't yeah. do 10 mil for that. Yeah, we I just got done mil. with these other contracts. We're about to get done with these contracts. We can't load up another thing. Um, the mid-level exception, though, with Hood, I just don't know if that's going to be enough. Enough money. Especially since it's playoffs. He just you he know, showed everything. I mean, what did he make last year? You, you got the tab, salary tab? Uh, $3 million, $3.5 million. Okay. So, so that's lower less than I expected. Right. But I just think. I think he he would command a little bit more. Yeah, you know, um, seven eight, which means we got to find less a way than 10 to get for to sure. that full. Yeah, I think less than ten for sure. You know, so we could get. There are ways that we could get the full mid level exception because right now we're at the taxpayer mid level exception. Mm-hmm. So if we get under the tax, which how much is the taxpayer mid level exception? Uh, the taxpayer is the five point okay. something. The five full point. level is like nine six or nine eight or something like that. Okay. And I definitely think we could keep him if we had the full. But that means we got to make a move elsewhere to get under the tax. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but uh, we're pretty close. If there was a situation where we could drop uh, either uh, Myers or Harkless or Turner Mm -hmm. and pick up like maybe half of their salary back, we would get under the tax, which would give us that money to spend. But I just don't know if that deal is out there, first of all, especially now that the draft is passed. Mm Now, um, with that money to spend, who would you like if, to get as a free agent? If really? we got the if we got the full, uh, the full uh, mid level, yeah, I, that's what I would use on Hood. Okay, okay, I would retain Hood with that because I don't know how much he's going to command, but I don't think it's going to be over nine point whatever. Right, you okay. know. So I think we could retain him in that, and he could be either a third starter or the six man off the bench with the second unit being kind of more of a focal point. Uh, Cause you know how Stotts likes to mix his rotations. He'd probably always be with Dame or CJ, but For he could sure. be that number two during those times. Mm. Uh, Cantor, I just don't think it's in the cards. Unfortunately, it's good of, Good of a guy he yeah. is, and as much as I want him, I don't, I don't see that. It's, it's crazy how much we got him for too, 653,000. Because it was Cantor. a buyout, oh, it was, it was a, a buyout, yeah, so it was vet men. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, it was a minimum right, right, for the right. rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be wanting his money back. Yeah. I mean, he got it. For, <laughs> he's been, he's, he's, he's it for been using York. all his money on the the camps. Right? Yeah, for sure. Shouts out to Cantor, man. Yeah, good work out there, man. Yep, come back to Portland. We'll help you out again for sure. Uh, Aminu, I mean, I really liked what he's done for us, but the thing with him is we're trying to compete in the playoffs, and he was really absent. He was good in the first round, and after that, he was really absent to the point where there was games where he's playing 15 minutes. Yeah, and I just think if that's the case, what's the point of retaining him if you're not going to be able to use him in those situations? Mm-hmm. Unless it was a substantial pay cut, you know, if he really chopped down because we do have bird rights, mm-hmm. so we can keep him no matter what. But uh, I think he made somewhere in the seven to eight million range last year. Uh, six, about seven million, okay, six point so nine mil. Even then, I'm I'm kind of iffy on that. But if that got cut down, I'm I'd be more okay with retaining him, if nothing else, to add in a trade later. Because mm-hmm. I do think there's a trade coming next year, some sometime. Uh, maybe this offseason, I doubt it, but probably during the season. Uh, so we do need to make sure we have pieces that can move out. Right. I heard a wild, wild take on the radio. Uh, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> I don't want to burn any bridges. <laughs> but <laughs> I heard somebody talking crazy saying we need to get the mid-level, the full mid-level exception. And a way we can do that is we could waive Evan Turner and stretch his contract 
And I wanted to punch the radio because I'm like, you do realize we are still paying Anderson Varejao and Andrew Nicholson how much? Uh, Andrew Nicholson's like 2.8 mil. Anderson Varejao's about 2 mil. And then also Festus, Festus Azili, Azili. A, quarter, uh, a, a third third mil. Yeah. Doesn't, that's not a lot of money individually, but, but all those, up. if those are gone, guess what? We got the, we're under the tax. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so why would we then wave Turner so we can get under the tax, but then pay him for three more seasons Look, man, and be in the same situation three seasons from Let now. me tell I was, I was at this crawfish boil last night, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to Peter and Joyce. And this one guy, he came out of nowhere and said, man, you know what we got to do? We got to trade CJ. I said, for who? He said, Marcus Smart. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Just whoa. a straight up trade. I promise you. I said, man, what is in this crawfish? <laughs> and he said, I promise you. So, you know, the people on the radio and, you know, I mean, granted, we're not professionals, yeah. but when you say some stuff like that, Marcus man, I'm like, Smart what are you thinking? Yes, CJ. he says CJ and Marcus Smart. I said, there goes our scoring, man. And then he was like, like, no. But there goes our D. There goes yeah. our D. <laughs> yeah. It's our defense is upgraded. I'm like, no, man, it's not going to work. You know, so... <laughs> So all, all, everything, you know, I think we was talking earlier, you know, we just got to wait till the free eight. What, what's the date? July 1st? Uh, does it open on the first this year? I know they changed the time or whatever, but, you know, you got to yeah, wait till that right. day happens and then see where the chips fall. Right. And then do trades and stuff, man. Because you, you never <laughs> Unless know. you're some time traveler that knows all the things that the chips yeah. that are going to fall on the table. You're, you know, there's yeah. so many options. No, for there's, sure. But I, I, I heard that, man. I said, man, what they putting in this crawfish, man? So the moratorium on the free agents mm -hmm. when they can talk to teams is, uh, yeah, June 30th, 6 p.m. Eastern time. They can't sign anything until noon on July 6th. That's what it is. Okay. Which is that right. really weird situation where you can make verbal agreements, exactly. but you can't sign. Exactly. And just ask Dallas how they feel the about DeAndre. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I always thought that was the most bizarre thing because, like, anybody could just be like, ah, I changed my mind. Right. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll it hurts mad. your credibility, but, like, right. didn't hurt DeAndre Jordan none. Like, he still got paid somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, so, like we said, like I said, I don't think the big moves coming in the free agents, obviously, there's just no way to make it financially stable. Uh, some people are saying, let's make a trade now. I think it's better to wait. Because exactly. I, I see a lot of people saying like, well, let's package, you know, Turner and whoever and get uh, a starting center. But mm -hmm. then um, it just makes me think, OK, then Nurk comes back. We got two good centers, but then we don't have the depth and we don't we still don't have that wing or exactly. that power forward. Right. So what I want to see personally is I would like them to keep on to those guys, keep those those salaries, obviously find a backup center, which there's there's a few out there that, you know, oh, yeah. who, within who our price range. About? We was talking about. Uh, yeah, they got uh, JaVale McGee. Hey, and, you know, I totally spaced out talking about Willie Cauley Stein, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wants out of Sacramento. Yeah, I saw that this his, morning. But And his he, salary is about six mil for next year. So you got guys like I don't know if these are necessarily in our price range or doable, but some of the free agents in the center position that could be it. A serviceable starter and a great backup. Bismack Biombo, Thomas Bryant, Willie Cauley Stein, you know, Tyson Chandler is even out there. Yeah, Ed Davis is gonna be a free agent again. I know Portland would love to see him back. Uh Kenneth Fareed. You know, there's a lot. There's the list goes on and on. There's a lot of quality guys. Frank Kaminsky. I like I like Willie and, and Javel. I, I like the mm -hmm. 
the athletic bigs like that, man, that can move, you know, set a pick and then yeah. Dame or CJ could go throw that lob to them, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to see a player like that. Yeah, there's I, I there's there's guys out there. That, yeah, that's the whole sure. point, that we don't need to go in, like, you know, mortgage the future to find that guy even though Nurk is coming back. Because mm. if Nurk's here... We're not talking. We're not talking about trading for a center. Exactly. You know, and that's how I. That's how I look at it. It's like, mm -hmm. what do we need when Nurk is here? Mm -hmm. And that's why I think. And with those two type of guys, yeah, they could still take a back seat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. When exactly. He comes back. All those guys right. are happy to start, but they're also fine coming off the bench. Exactly. They don't need to start. That was the great thing about Cantor and his mindset of being like, I'm cool coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll do my role. And he ended up getting what he wanted anyway, starting. Yeah. Uh, I want them to keep Turner, keep Leonard, keep. Harkless, once that deadline rolls around and some of these teams are thinking about tanking, you know, aka Detroit potential mm -hmm. with the power forward, you mm -hmm. know, Blake Griffin, if they want to tank, they could clear the cap because he's on for like three or four more years. Yeah. If they're not doing if they're not competitive, there's no way they want to hold on to that. Right. Um, and there's other there's other candidates too. Uh, that's what I want to see. Hold on to it, play the long game, wait for Nurk to get back. Okay, now we need that. Maybe Nazir plays well at the wing. And we don't need to find that where it's not as big as a need anymore. Or maybe some of these other young guys fill that role mm -hmm. and we focus on the power forward or vice versa. Maybe something works out in the power forward position and we focus on the three. Uh, but if we jump the gun now, I think it'll hurt us later. Are there any targets that you guys want, want to see in like trades? Not necessarily now, now or in the future? Um, no, like I said, for definitely for our center position, you know, mm -hmm. I, I would like to see Colleague Stein and or JaVel McGee, that type of player. Mm -hmm. um, as the wing, like I still have faith in Layman, you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, with Hood, if he's if they're both still here, I think we'll be fine at the wing position. It's just that big. We need that four or five. And that's that's why I see. Wayne, what about you, man? Um, you know, I think Charles Barkley said it the best. Yeah, what Charles was, say, man? Uh, he said, We need to retain Hood. We need to retain Cantor. It's not possible, though. Right. But yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, if we can just retain Hood, we'll yeah. be fine. But, we, you know, he's, he's, he spoke about it pretty, pretty in depth about how, you know, you got these teams that are reaching and, you know, just crashing and literally just trying to get these, t uh, you know, free agents from, you know, during the offseason when they, we should just be internally building up a system. Mm -hmm. Um, like what we have right now, dude. We're, mm -hmm. We we just lost in the Western Conference Finals to, you know, arguably one of the best teams Team that will history, come out yeah. in, you know, history. Mm -hmm. So, and this team's going to be gone now. So, That's true. you know, you got, well, at least Clay and Durant both aren't going to be playing next it's year. It's a wide open league. So it's a wide open league. As long as we can retain those same guys that we've had that got us this far, we, I mean, I, I'm going to say it, but we, sh we should be at least in the Western Conference Finals again. Yeah. So... Um, I don't think we need to add, you know, big name players like how Barkley said it best. So I would love to run it back like with the same squad, but just the money makes it hard. The only way that like I could see something happening and, and not ruining our chances in the future is like we'd have we have to clear some space to be able to afford them all. Right. Yeah. And so if you're able to keep Hood and you're able to keep Cantor. And let's say that means you got to lose Harkless, uh, Harkless, um, Leonard, and Turner, but you get to keep the other two. Now I think maybe you're in a position where you can make it work because you could go out and find some vet, some vet minimum guys like maybe a Wilson Chandler, 
some guys who have experience playing, not not a, a risk, not you know you know something like a gamble, one of right. those. Guys. But a guy who can come in and play a backup role, play fifteen minutes a game, maybe twenty if he's needed, mm-hmm. uh, and fill out the roster that way. I think you could run it back, uh, but it's uh, I just don't see it realistic, you know. Yeah, I agree. But again, we're gonna find all this out come you know July sixth, you know, once things start. Once things start getting penciled in, you know, contracts are signed, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot clearer on uh, what this team is going to be looking like next year. And you know we will be bringing that to you yeah. as soon as possible. Maybe we can do like a live. Something. Yeah. You know, we might do the live. That'd be, that'd be sick. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Check us out on, on what? Instagram? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, Podbean, Anchor. We Anchor. out there, man. The we out goes there. On. We got platforms. <laughs> you want to hear us, you can find us. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for us today here in the studio at Henry V Events. Make sure you check out our website, blazergonian.com. We're going to have some really nice gear coming up for the 50th anniversary of the Trailblazers next season. Uh, I've seen it. It's dope. Trust mm-hmm. me. Uh, so keep a lookout for that. If you want to get our uh, any of our gear in the meantime, Again, blazergonian.com, or if you're in the Lloyd Center, check out Cultural Blends. They got our gear. They got a lot of sick gear there as well. Like we just said, we're on Facebook, Blazer Gang, Instagram, official Blazer Gang, Twitter, Blazer underscore gang. Find the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Music. Just search BG Podcast or Blazer Gang Podcast. You'll see us up there. Uh, Make sure you like and follow us on all those. Uh, Subscribe, rate us. We'd love to hear that feedback. Oh, shout out to Young Jordan for the music. Check him out on Spotify, Y-U-N-G Jordan. Our behind-the-scenes producers, Brian, Darren, and Derek, always doing the work. Uh, and Henry V Events for letting us use all this wonderful equipment every week. And I got to shout out my little my little niece and nephew, Emma Love and him. Miles and Layla out there in Texas. When I was uh, down there for my cousin's graduation, we mm. was playing, uh, had a little war balloon fight. And they was like, shout us out on your radio show. I said, it's a podcast. But <laughs> shout out to the little ones out there. Yep. 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 Do your homework. Already. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us today. And as always, Rip City on the Ass. Rip City on the Ass.